From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. This is the WIA National News for week commencing July 7, 2013. In this edition, WIA Director VK6 POP Bob Bristow on why you should join a club. Jeff Atkinson, VK3TL Director of IARU Region 3 on the IARU HF Championships. News of yet another hamfest in southeast Queensland, making it four in the next four months. And more on the Google Loon Balloon Project. WWV. All the time, all the time. Same time, same station, every time. WWV. Happy birthday, WWVB. Every day, electronic gear across the world locks onto a radio signal beam from the base of the Rocky Mountains in the USA. The signal contains a message that keeps the devices on time, helping to make sure their owners keep up to schedules and aren't late for work the next day. The broadcast comes from WWVB, a station run by the National Institute for Standards and Technology. WWVB marked half a century as the nation's official time broadcaster July 5. Together with its sister USA station WWV, which is about to hit 90 years in service, the radio has been an invisible piece of American infrastructure that has advanced industries from entertainment to telecommunications. WWV's broadcast includes a wider range of information, including maritime weather warnings and a solar storm alert. Most people aren't even aware that these stations exist, but they have a rich and fascinating history. Their future is uncertain, however, as newer technologies threaten to make them obsolete. Happy birthday, WWVB. One, two, three, four. Every second counts at WWV. Iron ore mining in Perth CBD. Over 1,000 kilometres from BHP's iron ore mines in the Pilbara, thanks to the rise of technology, much of the logistics and mining work on BHP's seven Pilbara mines are now conducted by 70 staff at its Integrated Remote Operations Centre in Perth. The centre, which operates 24-7, was officially launched Tuesday by West Australian Premier Colin Barnett. This new centre allows a complete view of things such as train scheduling, mine fleet management. And you can read more online at the Sydney Morning Herald. The 2013 IARU HF World Championship Contest takes place annually on the second full weekend of July, beginning at 1200 hours UTC on Saturday and ending at 1200 hours UTC on Sunday, this year the 13th and 14th of July. Both single and multi-operator stations may operate for the entire 24-hour period. All licensed amateurs worldwide are eligible to participate in this contest. The objective is to contact as many other amateurs and especially IARU member society HQ stations around the world. The 160, 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands may be used. Multipliers are the total number of ITU zones plus IARU member society HQ stations worked on each band. That's band, not mode. Region 3 has 29 potential society stations. Last year, nine societies participated in the contest from Region 3. IARU officials represent a maximum of four multipliers per band, AC, R1, R2 and R3. Regional EC members who are not AC members must use the designator R3.
The complete rules of the championship can be found in the text edition of this news broadcast. And this year, there's an added incentive for an amateur from Region 3, as it will be the first time that the Michael Owen VK3KI award is issued for the Region 3 amateur who receives the highest number of points during the championship. Why join an amateur radio club? Clubs are the backbone of organised amateur radio in any given location. Although it's entirely possible to live a full and busy amateur radio life outside of a club, there are many reasons why joining and participating in a club is a good thing. There is evidence that a person who has social capital will fare better in terms of their enjoyment of life and in their mental health. So, what is social capital? It's pretty easy. You've probably worked it out already. It's the things you do with other people, the clubs and groups that you participate in, and the friends and family that you engage with regularly. That's social capital. So even before we look at the benefits of amateur radio, especially your amateur radio career, having social capital puts you in a good position to enjoy a socially healthy life. Now let's look at clubs. By participating in a club, you get to share your own experiences and knowledge and at the same time benefit from others sharing the same things. You've probably heard the saying, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. This little piece of wisdom from Aristotle is as true today as it was back then. A group of people working together in a club setting can bring about some great results that individuals would find it hard to achieve. In these days of increasing restrictions on what we as amateurs can do in our own backyards, we can look to clubs to provide a shack and have a decent crop of antennas. Where your radio activities may be restricted at home, in the club setting, you're back in the good old days. There are lots of perfectly acceptable self-centred reasons for being a member of an amateur radio club and a load of other reasons to be part of a sharing community. So if you've previously not considered joining a club or you've fallen away from club membership and wondering why your amateur radio life has dulled down, stop a while and consider or reconsider your local clubs. The Wireless Institute of Australia gives direct support to amateur radio clubs by advertising them on its website, making affordable club insurance available, giving space in the amateur radio magazine for club reports and activities, providing a national amateur radio news service and the club grant scheme. I'm Bob, VK6POP. Across Australia, from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Ballarat, it can be heard on the VK3RWA repeater, 147.100, every Sunday at 11am. If you're taking a trip through southeast Queensland, Richard Philp, VK4RY, has told the WIA that his Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club will hold Sunfest 2013, September 14, at 9am, in Wombai. The Sunfest is a ham fest for amateur radio operators, CB radio users, radio and electronics enthusiasts and a top place to find computer bits and pieces. Sunfest 2013 happens 9am September 14 at Wombai. What use is an F-call? You've got to love this hobby. A fellow amateur mentioned the notion of a magnetic loop antenna and now, several enjoyable hours later, I've been hunting and reading, learning and imagining what you might do with one of these contraptions. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, imagine an antenna that is small, efficient, simple to make and easy to lug around. Something that is especially interesting to me since I'm getting a little worn out with putting up my 12 metre squid pole for short outings. 
It's fine for a setup that's going to be there for a day, but I'm beginning to wonder if I couldn't improve on the antenna solution I've used to date. The build concept is pretty simple. A one-tenth wavelength circle with a smaller inner circle loop. Physically, there's lots of funky stuff happening. Magnetism, capacitance, resistance, all combining to make an amazing antenna. The full explanation is beyond a quick discussion, but excellent information is available. If you spend 20 minutes online with your favourite search engine, you'll come across many and varied versions of this, and each design shows a little about the builder, from 40 metres to 10 metres, even 2 and 70 sem versions of a magnetic loop antenna exist, and are simple to make. I can imagine putting one of these in my boot, or sticking it in the roof of my house, or putting it on a simple tripod during a field day outing. Everything you'd like in an antenna. What makes me excited about all of this is the skill level involved in making a magnetic loop antenna is not beyond my two left hands. Although I'll admit that I still have to actually build one, it's something that any amateur can construct, whether you're new to this or not. Magnetic loops, look into it. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Just ahead of Jason and International News, Jason VK2LAW, we've heard news that China is constructing a special emergency radio broadcast system to spread rescue and relief information in disaster-affected areas. The plan, which experts have called an important measure for coping with disasters, was inspired by a similar but smaller scale radio network established after a fatal seven-magnitude earthquake hit Lushan in southwest China April 20. That radio service, jointly initiated by China National Radio and local radio and TV stations, broadcast government relief messages and secondary disaster warnings to disaster-affected people via loudspeakers, AM radio frequencies and satellite facilities between April 22 and May 23. Beam them in, Scotty. When next riding on a train or bus, be aware. Be very aware. BBDO Dusseldorf have developed technology that can transmit sounds into commuters' skulls when they rest their heads on train windows. Now, we tired commuters often rest our heads against windows, but now we may hear voices that no one else can hear. Now, wouldn't this make the average person run screaming for help? Ominously, the technology is called bone conduction. Now, Project Loon won't blind radio telescopes. I made mention of the Google Bloom project here on WIA National News several weeks ago. Project Loon is an ambitious plan to attach 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz radios to meteorological style balloons, lifting the transceivers above air traffic lanes and using high altitude air currents for steering. The radio should be recoverable when the balloons return to the ground to help keep the project costs down. However, some of the frequencies of interest to Google are also of interest to the kinds of people who are trying to find the earliest proto-galaxies, the source of all life. With a little collaboration, Google will be able to identify locations where loon balloons might interfere with radio astronomy and shut the radios down until they're out of range. The Radio Survivor News Group are saying that ambulances can retransmit over car radios to let drivers know they're coming. Everyone knows they should pull to the side of the road when an ambulance with its blaring siren approaches, but what if you've got the windows rolled up and the radio blaring and can't hear it coming? 
That's not a problem in Ecuador, where to decrease emergency response times, the ambulances actually hijack nearby AM and FM signals to let drivers know they're nearby. The clever approach isn't illegal either. The ambulances are outfitted with low-power broadcast transmitters that override all AM and FM stations within a one-kilometre radius of the vehicle. So anyone within the vicinity of the ambulance would be alerted it was coming well in advance, reducing the time it had to slow down for traffic ahead to clear. California City emphasises ham radio involvement in tornado drill. Officials in the city of Roseville, California, are so aware of the importance of amateur radio for emergency communications that the ham community was invited to be a part of a recent emergency preparedness drill. According to news reports, a dozen agencies gathered in Placer County on Tuesday, June 11th for a mock tornado drill. The exercise emphasised skilled and reliable communication, and because of this, the city brought in a group of local hams from the Placer County Amateur Radio Services to assist. It was noted that amateur radio was a tool used during and after the recent tornadoes in Oklahoma. Roseville City officials say an F3 tornado hit the Sacramento Valley in the last 50 years, so the potential for a large natural disaster of that sort remains. More is online at tinyurl.com slash roseville-tornado-drill. Listeners to KVTK AM of Yankton, South Dakota, were recently without the station for a few days. This is because an accident caused the station's broadcast tower to fall to the ground. The tower, which was 309 feet tall, was situated in the middle of what was described as a small grassy field located about five miles west of the town of Vermilion. Reportedly, a man cutting the grass Monday afternoon, June 10th, clipped one of the tower's guy wires causing it to collapse shortly after 4 p.m. local time. Engineers and other staffers of Five Star Communications, which also owns KVHT-FM, reportedly worked quickly to find the best way to begin broadcasting again after their tower collapsed. According to press reports, the station was back in operation from a temporary site on Friday, June 14th. It is with deep sorrow that we report the passing of amateur radio newsline anchor and reporter Don Carlson KQ6FM on Friday morning, June 21st, from complications to pancreatic cancer. A lifelong broadcaster by profession, during his career, Don, at times using the stage name Don Murray, worked at numerous radio stations throughout California and Nevada. His favorite jobs were hosting oldies, rock and roll, or jazz shows. Don also owned a voice talent company called The Voice Shop. From there, he provided commercials and other announcements for numerous radio and television stations across the United States. This included several national spots about ham radio that he produced for the ARRL. In the world of ham radio, Don's activities included ARRL appointments in California, Nevada, and at the national level. In Nevada, he served as District Emergency Coordinator for the Northwest District, Assistant Section Emergency Coordinator, Section Emergency Coordinator, and Public Information Coordinator. His most recent position was as Assistant Section Manager. KQ6FM was also a member of the ARRL's National Public Relations Committee. While there, one of his greatest achievements was helping to create the Public Information Officer's Swiss Army Knife Guide and its associated training program. Don's passion for Aries and emergency service in general led him to become the voice of the annual MCOM West Emergency Communications Ham Radio Gathering. Don not only emceed the event when it was held in Reno, but also supported the convention by serving on the board of directors. In recognition of his many contributions to ham radio, in 2010 he was named as the ARRL Pacific Division Ham of the Year, 
with the award presented to him at that year's Pacific Con convention. Don Carlson, KQ6FM, is survived by his wife Judy and son Andrew. A celebration of life ceremony for Don was to be held on Saturday, June 29th at Sierra Bible Church in Reno, Nevada. And finally this week, a kind of rhetorical scientific question. Can our home planet survive a super-coronal mass ejection from our home star if it was hurled directly at us? While opinions among researchers are divided, at least some in South Africa believe it would not be good news. Amateur Radio Newsline's Heather Emby, KB3TZD, takes a close look at what these scientists believe might happen. Our sun is a yellow star that consists of a giant ball of superheated plasma. Its magnetic field oscillates and acts as a dynamo that creates sunspots, solar flares, and strong magnetic storms in the solar system. When a coronal mass ejection, or CME, is spewed from the corona of the sun and travels to the Earth, the magnetic field of our planet generally deflects it and in the process creates auroras around the magnetic poles. But a report published by the South African Radio League notes that some scientists claim that if a super CME should hit Earth, then this level of magnetic storm could penetrate the planet's magnetic field and cause devastation. First of all, the satellites on orbit would be destroyed. This would mean that all satellite telecommunications and direct satellite TV would go off the air. On the ground, such a CME could also generate extremely high voltages in the power lines and destroy most, if not all, of the transformers in the substations. This would likely cause complete blackouts in cities and towns. Since water pumps won't function, municipalities worldwide dependent on pumped-in delivery might quickly dry up. According to the report, scientists are currently keeping a very close eye on the sun with a dedicated satellite known as the Solar and Heliospheric Observatory. At the same time, they are trying to develop some form of shielding that could protect electrical transformers and other electronics during such an event. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Emby, KB3TZD in Berwick, Pennsylvania. A massive solar storm that hit Earth in March of 1989 caused blackouts in the entire province of Quebec, Canada. That power disruption also closed schools and businesses, kept the Montreal Metro shut down during the morning rush hour, and closed Dorval Airport. You can read more about it, courtesy of NASA, at tinyurl.com slash giant dash 1989 dash CME. Those stories from the Average Radio Newsline. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service across Australia. I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. WIA National News and ahead of Felix and his look at operational news, a further update, this one, update number four, has arrived for the Wake Atoll Commemorative D-Expedition for the last week in September. This de-expedition is dedicated to preserving the memory of civilian contractors who lost their lives on Wake Island October 743 during World War II. Several good options are being considered for two operating sites which will be announced soon. But please note, there are a few other de-expeditions that will be on air during the Wake operation. Wake's band plan, established in early March and documented on their website, and we've made mention of it here on WIA National News, is wake2013.org, and it'll be used during the operation. To avoid the dreaded knot in the log, please be sure which de-expedition you are working. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline 2013. 13 and 14 July, IAIU HF Championships. 
160 metres phone and 80 160 metres CW and digital trans Tasman contest. 20 July 8 pm to 2 am. 2014 VK Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, May 3, 2014. Special event stations DX and Beacon and Net Advice. British Rowers Amateur Radio Society GX4 LMR over the rest of the year will be marking the 45th anniversary of the end of steam on the British Rowers Network. This will be taking place thanks to BRARS member Mark Proctor, who will be transmitting from his home QDH near Preston, which was the very last bastion of steam in August 1968. Obviously a very special QSL card has been produced for this event. Marion Island Two radio amateurs are part of the overwintering team and will be active on Marion Island now to April 2014. ZS8C, Carson, and ZS8Z, David. Modes will be mainly SSB and digital modes and their QSL manager is ZS1HF. VI100ACT, Centenary of Canberra, capital of Australia. Canberra Region Amateur Radio Club members are activating the special event call until the 31st of December, LF through to VHF using multiple modes. DL100OUI celebrates 100 years since first DLUS radio contact. Keep an ear open for the German special event call sign DL100OUI, which will be on the air throughout 2013. This in celebration of the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio contact between that nation and the United States from Hanover. OUI were the call letters of the German station at that time. The US station was located in New Jersey. F5SWB is on the air as TU5DF from the Ivory Coast through to October. Activity on all of the high-frequency bands. QSL via F5SWB. Japanese amateur radio operators celebrate the successful transition from analogue to digital terrestrial TV with the call. ADN1TW. Activity continues till the 28th of July. QSL via the Bureau. TN5MS. Four operators will be on the air as TN5MS from the Congo, September 28th through October 11. They will be active on the HF bands. QSL via PA3AWW, either direct or logbook of the world. Awards. The Kabulcha Radio Club VK4 has just launched the ultimate award, the CCXD Award. Peter, VK4 QC, has more. Here is an award for the Globetrotting D-Expeditioner, for those who have helped so many to achieve DXCC, there is now the opportunity to achieve the ultimate accolade, membership of the most prestigious and exclusive club in amateur radio, CCXD, the Century Club of Extreme Difficulty. It is no coincidence that CCXD is DXCC in reverse. To achieve DXCC, you need to work 100 countries from your home country. To achieve CCXD, you need to work your home country from 100 DX countries. At the time of writing, no applications have been received. Certificate number one is awaiting presentation. Will you be the first to receive this honour? For more information, visit our website, vk4qd.net. This is Peter, VK4QC, for the WIA News. That's going to be one bit of wallpaper to go straight to the pool room if you achieve CCXD. Thanks, Pete, for informing the ham community. 
the Wake Island commemorative K9W de-expedition in September and the British Railways Amateur Radio Society GX4LMR now marking the 45th anniversary of the end of steam are fine examples of amateur radio being part of the community. The centenary of the RSGB is well celebrated as too will be ARRL's 100 years in 2014. Those and other events make you think, does our hobby miss many appropriate occasions when milestones are reached and celebrated. With the ready portability of amateur radio equipment, more can be done with amateur radio, special event call signs, QSL cards and even operating awards. This does vary for time to time and while some countries do it well, unfortunately other countries, other people are rarely involved. It begs the question of how many publicity and community engagement exercises go unattended simply due to a lack of interest and forward planning by radio amateurs. Across Australia for VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the northwest of VK7, you can be heard on VK7 RMD on 146.625 MHz at 0900 local. I'm Rick, VK7 FRIK. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News and the Q News Workbench. Yes, the Q News Workbench, the nuts and volts report. Measure twice and cut once. A 15-year-old develops body heat-powered flashlight. Yes, the Daily Mail reports that a 15-year-old Canadian girl used her knowledge of electronics to develop an innovative flashlight. The newspaper says that Anne Makasinski realised that Peltier tiles which produce electricity when one side of the tile is heated and the other side of the tile is cooled could use body heat to create energy for a flashlight. The voltage created by the tiles was not enough to power an LED light so she developed an electrical circuit to increase the voltage. In September, she'll be one of 15 finalists presenting their project at the Google Science Fair in California. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Your video about amateur radio can win big. The South African Amateur Radio Development Trust has invited amateur videographers to take part in a video competition and compete for some great prizes. Shoot a short video about an exciting amateur radio activity in South Africa and you could win a 5-point CW MFJ 40 metre transceiver kit. The length of the video should be between 3 and 5 minutes The subject can be anything that illustrates the joy and excitement of amateur radio. CQDATV is a free e-book publication focused on ATV, but it also has lots of other construction projects that have amateur radio applications. CQDATV4 is now available for download, and the link is in the text edition of this new service. In the DATV4 book, we have... Electronic Antenna Compass, Sony Handset IR Reader, a Parallax Propeller Introduction, Balloon Internet, DATV from the ISS, a Multicamera Shootout, and there's no membership to this, no logins or email required. Just click and download the ebook file. Obviously, you're going to need an ebook reader to view these magazines on a PC. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. VK1 Weissen dates for the rest of 2013. Saturday the 5th and Sunday the 6th of October, it's the Brookvale Horse Endurance Ride and this year's event will include a 120km ride as well as the 80 and 40km rides. On Saturday the 12th of October, it's the LCCC Car Rally. 
On Sunday the 20th of October, the Battle of the Beasts mountain bike race at Namagi National Park. Sunday the 27th of October, it's Fitz's Challenge bike ride. And Saturday the 2nd of November, BMSC Tumut Rally, Bondo State Forest. Now, the annual general meeting of Weiss and SA will be held on Friday the 19th of July 2013, which will include a presentation from Simon Goodwin from Alert SA. The meeting is being held at Reed Beds Community Centre, 19 Fitch Road, Fulham, from 1930. Weiss and SA will be joining AREG for the speaker's presentation before the members split out for separate meetings. Then they'll rejoin together after the meetings to chat. RSVP to Andrew McMichael, VK5FMAC, the Secretary of Weiss and SA, by Monday the 15th of July. And to the encryption of sensitive ham radio emergency communications, the FCC is inviting public comments on a proposal from a Massachusetts ham to amend their Part 97 amateur service rules. This to permit the encryption of certain amateur communications during emergency operations or related training exercises. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. Oh, here we are, right at the bottom of the end of WIA National News. On the social scene, July 12-14 in VK3, Gipstech, which will be held at Churchill. Information from VK3BEZ.org. July 20 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfests. July 20 in VK4, the Caboolture Hamfest. That's at 9am. July 28 in VK2, Albury-Wodonga Amateur Radio Club's Hamfest, 10am. August 4 in VK6, it's the Northern Corridor Radio Group's Hamfest. That's at 9am. August 11 in VK2, Sarkfest. That's at Richmond Hill near Lismore. September 14, Sunshine Coast Amateur Radio Club Sunfest at 9am. October 3 to 7 in VK4, the North Queensland Amateur Radio Convention, Charters Towers. October 5 in VK4, Red Red Fest by the Redcliffe and Districts Radio Club out at Caboolture at 9am. November 2 in VK4, Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest, Albert Waterways Hall. That's it until next we meet. I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for joining us and walk softly. We'll be back with the time on WWV in just a minute. But first, here's another minute.